This episode is brought to you by the Accountability Club. Are you struggling to find time to work on your business and need some accountability? The Accountability Club is a space for weight-inclusive innovators to dedicate time each month to work on their business. In this space, you'll be in a supportive community with like-minded professionals, completing those $1,000 tasks that keep falling to the back burner and are keeping you from leveling up in your business. And registration is now open for our Q3 cohort, which is July, August, and September of 2023. Woo! Do the work with three monthly co-working sessions, get support with one monthly group business coaching session, and be in community through our private Slack channel and weekly check-ins. Head to weightinclusiveinnovators.com slash accountability dash club to register today. We're in this together to make weight inclusive care more accessible and it starts with our businesses. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians to building a cohesive brand to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it, talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we're on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be chatting about why your business needs you to go on a retreat. Yes, really. But before we dive into today's episode, let's check in with... Hello, Hannah. Hello, Morgan. What were your business highs and lows of the week? I was having a hard time kind of racking my brain because it feels like a pretty average week. I'm finally settling back in after taking some time off. So um, I'm going to say my low is... You can probably hear I'm a little nasally. I don't know what's going on in my body, but there's like a weird allergen or cold or something. So I just hate when that happens in the summer because it's such a winter thing. And I'm like, ugh, I just feel ick. It's like probably all the pollen in the air. Oh, the pollen. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, maybe Claritin would help, but I don't think I have any. So there we are. (laughs) Womp, womp. Womp, womp. My highs of the week are we opened another round of the Accountability Club, our third one. So I'm super excited about that and the changes we're making. Um, Listen to a couple episodes ago to get the scoop on that. And I don't know. I'm just feeling pretty okay overall. And things are going great. Having great business coaching sessions, um, feeling really inspired to maybe, I don't want to say do some new projects because... That's not allowed this year, but I'm <laughs> I'm starting to feel in that visionary space again where I'm finding myself interested in things and not just coasting or doing the bare minimum. And that feels really, really exciting. And I'm looking forward to this workshop I signed up for. I texted you about it. Um, there's a building a retreat workshop that I'm going to do, which I'm excited about to just get a little bit more structure and feedback to make sure as we continue to grow things that we that we have some tools. So I'm looking forward to doing, to being the student and the learner. I love that. Leave it to you to finish grad school and be like, where else can I learn? I know. I was thinking about that. Um, obviously I'm doing my Spanish lessons every week and my homework, but my brain is also like, give me more. And so that's one way that I'm, I'm meeting that need. I identify as a student for life. So I love learning. If somebody could just pay me to to learn, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, 
I'm also in a, in a course taking a course right now. And it's really exciting. I I'm the same way. I just like love learning. It's so fun. And I'm also like one of those people who binge on podcasts and just think people are so cool and their thoughts are so cool. So I feel like I'm always consuming some kind of content, but it feels nice to yeah. do it in a structured way. What course are you taking right now? I'll get to it in my high. Cause it's part love of- it. Take it, take it away. Well, okay. But I do want to say, I love that you named having an average week as a high or like a good thing. I was talking to someone uh, not related to like business, but I, I recorded a podcast episode earlier this week with a friend who just launched a podcast called yesterday's lunchbox. And she's cute. so cute. She's also, okay. Okay. Do you remember, you know, my t-shirt that says dinner is served. I've showed it to you. I posted yes. about it. It's like yes. a greenish color. Okay. So she's also the same friend who made those shirts. So she's awesome. just like crushing it and like the new revenue stream project sphere. But she just launched a podcast called Yesterday's Lunchbox. We'll link it in the show notes where she's interviewing people about what the kitchen, what their kitchen was like growing up and some of their favorite memories of food from childhood. And Aww. she had asked me like, if we were like in your kitchen when you were younger, how would you describe it? And I described it as uneventful. And then I was like, if my mother listened to this podcast, she probably be shows so ashamed that I used the word uneventful, but I meant it in like the best way possible. It was, it was just like, the norm, like the kind of like the, the day-to-day was always the same and all of that. And so like, whenever you said like, oh, having an average week is a high, like there's some really, really good vibes around that, that we don't have to be in like growth mode all the freaking time that sometimes we can just have like a good average week. Right. Like nothing went wrong. Nothing was wonky. There was nothing to overcome. There was nothing particularly exciting. There's something comforting about consistency and familiar. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My high, as you alluded, as we alluded to with the, the courses I have made, well, I'm going to start with my low. Okay. Let's hear your low. This is a big one. This is a doozy. In May, in May, I was working, doing contract work for two different startups and loved both of the work. A lot of it was related to like email marketing and identifying target audience and working around that. And it was great. One of the startups was reducing their marketing budget and was like, Hey, we're gonna have to lower your hours quite a bit in June. And it, and they lowered it to a point where it just like, didn't make sense for me to continue to work with them. Like I just wouldn't have gotten, I wouldn't have gotten a lot done with the amount of hours they allotted. And so I was like, you know what? This is a sign that like I can close that chapter and then just like really focus on my hours for this other startup. And so I let the first startup know like, hey, I'm not going to be renewing my contract. It's been so great to work with you. And May 31st was my last day with them. And I was feeling really good going into June 1st with the second startup and like really getting to like work on the projects. And so on May 31st, I was like, okay, last day was startup number one. And then I had a call with startup number two and they were like, hey, we're restructuring where we're allotting marketing. So we're going to have to stop your contract as well. Womp, womp. And it's fine. I get it. There's nothing is the only, it's like the cliche of like, the only consistent is change in that has never been true for being in the startup space. Like 
everything changes all the time so quickly. It feels a little bit like whiplash sometimes. And so I, I am so thankful for both of the startups that I got to work with. And it is a lot of change on my end because I was getting consistent revenue from them for the last couple of months. And all of a sudden, all of that's going away. So it's, it's optimistic self. It's going to be okay. I am going to figure it out. It will be fine, but it was just, it was a lot of change at once. And so that kind of threw me for a loop, but there is so, there are so many things that I have been wanting to do that's more of like a slow build instead of like an immediate revenue maker. And I now have 40 extra hours a month given back to me to be able, that's a lot of time to be able to put towards those things. So I am taking a course. I actually started this course. I bought it over Black Friday last year because they were having a really good sale, but I'm just now like seriously going through it. And it's because now you have the time because now I have the time and it's, from Becca Luna, who is a show it website designer and has a template shop and does like a couple different things related to like show it and web design. And she has a course called the passive passion project, where she teaches you how to make and sell show it templates, which is something that I've been thinking about for a long time, but it's a pretty big undertaking to create templates and sell them. And so having someone walk me through that just to make sure like all my I's are dotted and all my T's are crossed when it comes to selling these templates to make sure my clients have everything they need in order to be successful. That's the course that I'm taking. And I have made so much progress in this last week. It has felt so good. And then I've been restructuring some things for the Weight Inclusive Business Academy as well, which has also felt really good. And so I'm just feeling, I'm like taking all of the energy of like no longer working, no longer doing contract work and like throwing it into that of like, even though I'm not going to immediately be making revenue from Template Shop and Weight Inclusive Business Academy, I know that those are things that support my long-term goals and my long-term vision. And it's things that I'm so passionate about to be able to provide information, education, and support in the branding and web design space at a lower price point for our industry. So I made make a lot of progress. That was like a whole run-on sentence, but I've been making a lot of progress and that feels really good. That's awesome. I want to circle back for a moment of just this transition you're in. And one comment on the tech space and the startup space is it is so freaking volatile. And it's kind of like a reminder of why we do what we do as entrepreneurs of like taking care of ourselves and working for ourselves. And that is always going to be the most security, even though it's nice to have somebody else giving you a paycheck and to do work you love doing and um, you're good at. There's nothing that hits the same as getting to do work on your business and do exactly what you want to do. And eventually, even if it's not directly, bring in revenue from that. Like nothing feels the same closeness, security, yeah, the dopamine. So I feel like the universe was kind of mentally preparing me for this though, because whenever I went to San Diego a couple of weeks ago... I checked my email whenever I landed in San Diego and two people had purchased lessons from me for the weight inclusive business Academy. And I'm like, and I hadn't done anything like I, (laughs) I I think I might've sent out like a, this lesson is now live email, which I send out every time that a lesson goes live, but it was two different lessons from two different people that had purchased them. And I was like, okay, 
this is the passive income that I really want right now. It's so awesome. Yeah. So overall, like feeling good, navigating change, but that that's just being an entrepreneur. That is part of it. It's risk. It's knowing that things are fleeting and it's refocusing on what is in front of you. So woo, we're excited to see more from you and woo-hoo. what you are making. So keep us updated. I for sure will. You ready to dive into today's episode? Let's do it. Today, we are talking to you about why your business needs you to go on a retreat. And sure, this is partially a plug for Mexico City. And at the same time, we just wanted to have a candid conversation about getting out of the day-to-day, doing something different, taking a risk, knowing that it is worth you spending your resources, time, energy, finances, of course, doing something for yourself to become a better entrepreneur, to be more in community, and just to do something different, like have a life experience. And so we're talking all things retreats, Mexico City, all the good stuff. But first, we wanted to kind of talk about the day-to-day rut. I think Morgan and I have both been feeling this lately, which is Part of why we're so stoked for Mexico City in August, because we have that to look forward to. So Morgan, tell us about being in a day-to-day rut and what that feels like for you. Like, how do you know you're in it? Great question. I know that I am in my day-to-day rut, kind of looking over the span of a week. If I am doing the same tasks over and over again, Obviously, there have to be some of the same tasks in business in order to like actually run a business, but it's whenever my whole schedule feels bogged down with those day-to-day tasks and I'm not leaving space for creativity both inside of my business and outside of my business. Um, I feel like I'm quite good at having creativity outside of my business, not even creativity, space outside of my business to do like fun things like happy hour with friends and a little like plans on the weekends and things like that. But I really feel it whenever there's no room for creativity inside of my business and it's feeling like all work and no play. I have to have play in my business in order for this to be sustainable. I I mean, you captured it. I totally relate to all of that. And I believe it's one of those things that are also cyclical of like, as you said, we have to do the day-to-day and the same task and routine. And like you can finances. Help- oh, that part I can do all the time. Don't even talk to me about that. <laughs> um, but you kind of, whether you look at it like completing a circle or a cycle or a gauge where you can hit the top, you like kind of hit your capacity for your toleration of that. And I know for me, I get in this kind of like jittery, irritated space too of like something has to change. Um, And that's where something like a retreat or getting out of the day-to-day can be helpful. Um, Something else I feel is just straight up blah, like low energy, wondering why I'm doing what I'm doing (laughs) and just a little bit existential, feeling very uninspired. 
and distracted. So when I'm usually in that distractive place, I try to find things that make me feel productive. This is all subconscious, by the way. This is not an active thought. But I'll feel myself spending more time in my inbox trying to find things to do or like get a little hit of dopamine from archiving an email or, you know, just stupid shit like that. And I actually feel very trapped when I'm in this space. And that's where that agitation comes into of like, something has to change. Why am I doing this? Does this even matter? And for you and I both, as we've talked about, we physically have to remove ourselves from our environments. Yeah. I, you like nailed it on the head whenever you said checking your inbox to, or like <laughs> doing tasks to pretend to be productive. Cause I am uh-huh. so guilty of that. I'm deep in that right now. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like one of those things where like, I, I'm not leaving myself enough time, like a 30 minute block or an hour long block to like really get settled into a certain project that I'm working on. And so I just like jump back and forth between my like six emails and be like, Oh, what's Oh my God. That is such a freaking mood. And you know that it it doesn't even feel good. Like part of it feels good of like, but when you can't get focused and go deep into something that you can't move the needle and you're just, you're just spreading around mud. Like, I don't know. You're not cleaning shit. You're just spreading mud. It's, it doesn't feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. So whenever we get into these ruts, I feel like Hannah and I have pretty similar ways to get out of these ruts, but what are some of your favorite ways to, uh, like, once you notice you're like in the state of day, right, you need to like pull yourself out. What are, what are ways you do that? Yeah. So I want to start like smaller scale and then bigger scale. So in the smaller scale, that's when I either know I need to take some time off or I need to have no meetings. Meetings mm-hmm. are very important. The ones that I have, I feel like I've dialed down to the meetings I want to be having, like business coaching clients and meeting with my leadership team and meeting with my team once a week. But I'll still have these... Ran- oh, and of course, meetings with Caitlin. Um, and But sometimes I'll have these other meetings and I'm like, why am I in this? Or like, I don't care. Or this could have been an email. And so even though I have a lot of meetings that are very important and good. If I'm in that headspace, I just need to have a week of no meetings. So that's a really easy way for me of like, I'm going to clear my schedule and I'm going to give myself some space to get myself out of this rut. And so it's always a a crapshoot of how that time ends up being used. Sometimes it is to catch up on stuff. If I'm like, fuck, this has a deadline and I really need to get to it. I'll do that. Other times it's more visionary time of like, I'm going to see what I feel like doing today. And maybe that's work and maybe that's not. Um, That's like my low level, what I do. What about you? I, uh, so unlike you, I only have two days a week that I take meetings. And so I feel like that's enough of a a good balance to like give myself some days that I know I'm going to be on some days I know I'm going to be off, but I definitely can relate to the visionary planning I actually just went through and redid my ideal schedule for June with some of the shifts of like not having contract work anymore, just kind of like planning that out. And I have two hour long blocks in my schedule that is strictly for visionary planning um, of, of just like looking, using that as a time to check in with what my quarterly goals are, check in with what my monthly goals are, check in with what my big three are for the week. Um, I actually, I actually set my big three in that visionary planning time on Monday mornings for the accountability club and getting to, uh, 
I'm going to say like scroll through social media or do some Googling, Pinterest searching, podcast searching in a very intentional way of seeing like what I'm inspired by and seeing what I can be inspired to do and think of things of like, okay, like I'm at capacity now, but like in the future, like what are some things that I could be looking forward to? I love that. Yeah. Kind of in conjunction with that, which, um, so visionary planning is obviously very intentional time in my business. There's also just some times that I like to play hooky from work (laughs) and that feels really good. It's usually a time where I'm able to uh, lay on my couch and catch up on a TV show or read a book that I'm trying to read for book club or like Thursday, all of the museums in Houston, have free access. And so like going and checking out a new spot in the city, or I don't know, just like finding something new to do that, like, so distinctly pulls me out of my schedule and my inbox. Okay. When's the last time you played hooky and what did you do? I played hooky yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good at playing hooky. What (laughs) What did you do? So my uh, friend, Julia, who uh, lives in the Maldives, is in town for a couple of days. And so her and I hung out all day yesterday. I got a little bit of work done in the morning, but then I played hooky for like five hours in the middle of the day. <laughs> Perks of being an entrepreneur. And what uh, did you guys yeah. do? We met at a coffee shop by her parents' house. So we actually like grew up in the same area of Houston, but didn't meet until college. And so our, both of our parents still live in that area. And so, um, I drove out there and met her out there at a coffee shop. And then we drove into the city. She hasn't been to target yet since she's been home. Um, I mean, she lives on like a resort in the Maldives where there's like (laughs) not a target, obviously. And so we just like went and walked around target and then we went and got lunch at Kava and then we went to anthropology and then I drove her and dropped her off at a Barnes and Noble and her cousin was going to come pick her up in a little bit to take her out to dinner. I love that. It was a very great. chill, fun, fun, connecting day. Um, I love that you use this as a way to support your business and like your business needing you to do this because we bring our whole selves to our businesses. We need experiences out in the world and also to be reminded of there's more to life than our businesses. And also mm-hmm. there's pieces of our lives and just these connections and places we go and things we do that can be brought into our business for inspiration and space. Like that's yeah. so important. So important to get yeah. out of it. And I feel so Julie is also a very creative person. And so even just like, obviously a lot of our day was like catching up as friends, but there's also just something about being around another entrepreneur, another creative that like, there's just a different energy and vibe. So whenever I play hooky, especially if I'm around other people, like, yes, I am playing hooky from work and I'm not doing work, but there's still that inspiration that's there. Yeah. And as entrepreneurs, we're working in off times as well. So like you said, you worked in the morning. I know we were texting a little bit later in the day yesterday and you were working on some stuff. So I was. I just took off the like prime time work hours in the middle of the day. <laughs> just took off that nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. So next level of this getting out of the rut is traveling, which we both love. And go from like, yeah, I'm going to take a couple hours off to like, I'm 
booking a trip. Like I'm going to be getting on a fucking flight and getting the hell out of here and going to a new place and booking a place to be and doing fun things. Yes. We went from zero. to It's true though. I know you're a fan of a weekend trip. Tell us more. Oh, I love weekend trips. I, uh, there's a lot of uh, places you can drive to in Texas. And so, um, my family actually has some, some property about an hour and a half away and there's, there's no Wi-Fi there. We have like one hotspot that like kind of works sometimes and there's not even service inside of the house. You have to go outside in order to get cell phone service. And so that's always an option sometimes depending on the kind of mood that I'm in. Um, and so I've done that before I live about an hour away from the beach. And so we'll love to drive down there for a day, um, or even like work down there from a day. But then, yeah, I love weekend trips too, of getting to, uh, fly somewhere on like a Friday morning and fly back on a Sunday evening. Okay. Thanks for reeling me back in a little bit. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, you can drive places like, and get out of your usual <laughs> seat. You should be front of your mind. You have a van now. I know. I was just going to say literally um, at the end of my two week stint off, my partner and I, we took our van to the mountains in a place called Granby. It's kind of by winter park. If anybody's familiar with Colorado and there's a massive lake. Um, it's beautiful. We got a spot parked up right to the lake. Like imagine the doors opening of the back of the van and your bed is there and you can look out onto the water. We did that. It was fucking awesome. It's as awesome as you see the pictures to be. Um, and we set up our Starlink, which is a internet setup. That's very high speed and also very expensive so that we could do a little bit of work. And I mostly needed to work on my Spanish homework, but I did do some business coaching organization type stuff. And I was like, damn, like this is so inspiring looking out in the water, knowing I can take a break from this, make like, okay, classic summer lunch is like a sandwich with ham and cheese and potato chips and having Doritos and like something sweet on the side and just like being by water, like the best slaps. That's also like a beach picnic for me too. I get it. Picnic. Yes. So I'm painting a picture for you. Like just to be able to do that in the van and be on the beach, quote unquote, the Colorado beach, right? There's no fucking ocean here. Yeah. And to, (laughs) to know I can like work a little bit in the afternoon and then go like fuck off and do what I want. Like it was very awesome and very inspiring. And I want more of that. So that's, that's our weekend adventure right now. We're planning a couple longer trips. Um, we're going to go up to Montana for a couple weeks and kind of work from there and be in the van. So that's going to be exciting. And then we're going to go to Mexico, to Northern Mexico, um, for a month later this year mm. in the van. So we will be doing, I wouldn't even call it an advocation cause it's going to be normal working time, but even just that is going to feel yeah, like getting out of the day to day, which is awesome. I mean, I get it. I was in Spain for five weeks doing the same thing of like normal work, just in a different place. And it was incredible. Yeah. Okay. So let's notch it up about when you have to get on a plane to go somewhere. We like a long weekend. Um, I'm flying to St. Louis to see my nephew tomorrow and I'm excited to do some work on the plane and even just be physically removed, even though um, I'll have some time to work like little blocks, but it's not a organized admincation by any means, but I will be removed from Denver, which I think will just shake me enough to get me a little out of this funkiness. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my most recent quote unquote weekender trip. Yeah. I would say even, even just, so I went to San Diego for a friend's 30th and then directly to Puerto Vallarta for a wedding. And even just uh, 
knowing that there are tasks that I want to do or need to do and knowing that I have time to get them done, like while sitting at an airport or on an airplane or even just like, I honestly, most of this was like, I have so many ideas floating around in my head that I sat on the notes section of my phone for most of the flight and just like typed out things that I wanted to do for inspiration just to like get them down. Even though my trip wasn't specifically similar to like your St. Louis trip, isn't specifically meant for work. There's a lot of alone time that comes with travel. And so you were like by yourself and getting to kind of have your head in the clouds a little bit more. But then there's also the trips where like, this is my dream life of getting to have my home base in Houston and getting to work from other places around the world for a month, two months at a time. Um, that's like the ultimate, I feel like that continuously keeps me out of my rut because getting to explore a new city and have to build new routines in a new area, like just keeps me on my toes. A lot. What do you think will be your next big trip where you're somewhere for a month or two? Ooh, that's a good question. Probably wherever I want to do uh, the next eating expedition trip in a place that I haven't been yet. I say that I'm probably going to end up in the South of Spain (laughs) or back in Spain with more like focus on the South of Spain, because that's really where a lot, like I want to go, I feel like I got a really good grasp of Spanish food culture. And now I want to do like the farms and factories side of that. I love that. If I had to throw it out there, who knows, who knows where I'll be. Morgan's like, if I had to come up with something in this moment, here's this very specific thing that I've been thinking about a long time and I'm definitely going to (laughs) do. Yeah. I just met um, someone. I think I mentioned this on the last podcast episode. Maybe I didn't. I just met someone who lives in the Netherlands and she works with farms in Ecuador. And whenever you have like a cacao fruit, you have to break it open. And there's the beans inside that get turned into chocolate, but then there's like the pulp inside of the fruit and she uses the pulp and turns it into juice because right now like nothing else happens with the pulp like no one else uses the pulp for anything and so it's just like such a waste and so her there's only three companies in the whole world that actually like utilize the pulp for things and so she was like if you want to come to ecuador with me i was like you're like twist my my arm arm." i'll be there (laughs) And then I had another friend who has a connection to a coffee bean farm in Guatemala. And so I might try to do that. But I don't think those would be like long ones. I think that would be more like like a week long trip. Yeah, I guess a week could be enough time. Ecuador is way down there. Yeah, Ecuador would have to be a little bit longer. I'd probably do like meet her in Ecuador and then maybe Argentina. I've been wanting to go to Buenos Aires. Same. I'll do that for my next long trip. Love it. I might join you on that one. Please. But then we have dedicated adminications too. If we're going to go like all the way up of like, for us, it's been international travel. I guess we could go somewhere in the States, but international our personal travel, favorites, our personal favorites are the adminications internationally. Yes. Where we've gone on two so far together mm-hmm. with just the two of us. And that is international travel, but specifically for saying no to all meetings in our business and focusing on the visionary side of our business. Yep. The visionary side and project work. Project work. Project work that is like not dependent on clients. Yes. For the so <laughs> yes, it's the things that don't necessarily bring us money in the moment, but are very important system building, 
visionary, like going through a path of a customer, all of that kind of stuff we are doing in a new city international because we want it to. Maybe we'll do some US ones in cool places. I think we should. Um, I think we should. But so far, obviously, we've done Mexico City last year, and then we did Costa Rica in October. And we have Mexico City coming up again in August. And you're invited. You're invited. Well, technically, only four more of you are invited. We would love to have you. It's going to be so fun. We plan to do these twice a year, and this will be our first group one outside of just you and I. So as we mentioned in the beginning, your business needs you to go on a retreat. We've talked about what it's like to get out of the day-to-day rut, but in addition to that, because chances are you've probably been in a day-to-day rut as well and know exactly what we're talking about, but other reasons that we wanted to turn this adminication idea into a like group adminication is because it is so important to be in community and be Mm -hmm. with other like-minded professionals who are all using a week to dedicate time to do kind of like behind the scenes projects. And we all have each other to like bounce ideas off of. Yes. And for so long, we have been limited to virtual, which is important and awesome. And I'm so glad we have the accountability club for the day-to-day connection virtually where we can be in community with people all over. But this is a space where we get to be in person together. And that has been robbed of us for the last three and a half years. Yeah. And so that's really special too. And to get to do that in a new country and to be inspired by everybody's energy or, you know, people are going to come with different energies. Some people are going to be focused and then want to relax a little and like the permission to relax and like you just, the dynamics of a group don't, can't be beat. Uh, Yeah. It's like social networking, fun, being around others. It's great. It's a great time. Yes. Um, and we're kind of speaking to, obviously we're plugging Mexico city because we're excited. We're hosting and we want you to come, but at the same time, like we just want to normalize business retreats for you in general. So if you find another group or trip that speaks to you, that's awesome. We are hoping this episode works as permission for you. And also remember, this is a business expense. You're going to hear me here say that 10 times on this episode because, I think we get stuck in the mindset of like, oh man, like this is money I'm spending on a vacation, which like, yes, but this is also the perks of being a business owner and entrepreneur is this is a way to travel and expense it to your business, knowing that there will be return on investment as in at minimum, you get to go on a trip. Um, So do a business retreat. And for those of y'all that are like, yeah, Mexico City sounds either great or intriguing or interesting, here's why you should come to Mexico City with us. So we're going to go over logistical stuff and then the fun cultural experiential piece. Uh, Logistically, our trip, you get to go to another country that's a short, pretty inexpensive plane right away. I'm pretty sure most places in the US to get to Mexico City is going to be less than $500 round trip, maybe right around that $500 point which is pretty, pretty awesome. Also, we get to be your hostesses slash guides. So we get to hang out. We get to travel together in a group. The cool thing about us is we really understand different kinds of people and we're both people, people. And also I know for me, I am a little bit introverted. So we find like the sweet balance of 
group time, focus time, getting stuff done on your business, hanging out, and then also having your own alone time. This is not a retreat that's super jam-packed where you're going to be exhausted at the end. Our hopes is this is inspiring, rejuvenating, recharging, and also you get some stuff done in your business that's like the higher level stuff. And kind of in alignment with that of Hannah and I being the hostesses and the guides of this trip, you don't really have to book anything. Like we've done all of that for you. So like, yes, there's great places that you can like, you know, if you've seen a TikTok and you're like, oh, that restaurant looks really cool in Mexico city. Like by all means, you will have time to go explore it. But for majority of the stuff, like we have it covered. So Mm -hmm. there's like minimal stress of having to like plan a trip. 100%. Or I should say 85% because I feel like 85% we have for you with that nice 15% of flexibility, autonomy, you having your own experience in this city. And we have recommendations for you if you need them. Yeah, we do. Also, this is a business expense. So you get to travel with us and your business is paying for it. And that's super valid by the RIRS. You will not get in trouble. It's actually very necessary for your business. Again, why we're doing this episode. We have payment plan options available. And to be honest, Looking at industry standards, our retreat is very inexpensive compared to other things that we've seen. So we don't want finances to be an issue for you. If you need a payment plan, we're here for that. Totally can work that out. And also speaking of payment stuff, Mexico City is a very inexpensive city for doing fun activities. Like you can get a cappuccino for $2. It's pretty awesome. It's just as one example. The whole wide world. It's the best. And we will be drinking all of the cappuccinos everywhere. There's so much more with coming on our trip, but that's kind of the end of the logistical stuff that I really want to hit on for you. Morgan, take it away with the fun, cultural, experiential stuff. Why is this going to be awesome? Why should people come with us? Well, the first thing that I wrote down is Mexico City is literally just the best. This is going to be my sixth time going to Mexico City in the last seven years. And mind you, COVID was during that. So I've traveled there a lot. It is... Seriously, one of my favorite cities, probably my favorite city in the whole wide world. There is a variety of things to do that can be a little bit of work, a little bit of play, aka my favorite combination. There are different neighborhoods around the city that each kind of have their own unique little culture. So like Polanco is kind of this like bougie, ritzy, like super manicured part of the city with like some awesome shopping and there's a massive park that's just like gorgeous and then you have other parts of the neighbor parts of the city like La Condesa and Roma Norte that are more like hipster young professionals and it's just it's so cool to get to navigate and be a part of all those different Mexico City has the best tacos food in general honestly it has really good is so good but their tacos are so fucking good and so uh, like street food tacos, but then all the way up to like really nice restaurants having tacos and they're all incredible. Yeah. The, the food is just chef's kiss. It's very inexpensive as well. And we've done a lot of part of us doing and arranging this trip is We are doing research on actual local places and supporting local, you know, Mexico city has been a very gentrified city. um, And we want to make sure that we're handling this in the most respectful and celebratory way. 
And so the places that we'll be going to and participating in, like our cooking class and going to salsa are all local places where we'll be appropriately paying and tipping people and really being part of the experience and celebrating the culture. And where we feel very, that's very important to us and feels very intentional and has been thought about for this trip as well. And then one of the things that we were introduced to whenever we were there last time, and I actually went twice in the span of a week, is Mama Roomba salsa classes on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. They have salsa lessons and it, the lessons are in Spanish, but it is so fun to go and just like experience this is optional if the idea of salsa dancing like makes you really uncomfortable and you're like yeah I'm not gonna go on this trip strictly because I don't want to go to salsa lessons you're welcome to go do something else I will be at mama Roomba dancing a little hard out with whoever wants to join me and like you mentioned like it's it's a local business like we want to make sure that we are very intentional when we're going to support local um even like the place we're staying like is a is a local Mexican startup that we're wanting to support and not um, someone who's like bought property there that they're not living there and like contributing to Mexico city and keeping it, keeping the vibe that we love about Mexico city. 100%. So if this is a good fit for you, we would love to have you. We have four spots left and we will be doing more in the future as well, probably in different places too, but come get out of your rut. If you're feeling that it's going to be in August, August 20th through the 25th. And we're going to be there. So let's freaking go. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please leave us a rating and review, share with a business bestie, join the accountability club, and check out our website at weightinclusiveinnovators.com. See you next week. Bye.